Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, how to be an effective public speaker and get paid for it. And my favorite compliment is someone will say, Brian, I've been thinking those things that you were telling me, but the way that you brought them to light, I'm now ready to go do that. Here in the D.C. region, I see a lot of people who say to themselves, boy, if I could only get paid to make speeches about the things that I know. The reality is it's rather difficult to get people to do that. Our next guest is Brian Fanzo. He's achieved that goal of becoming a well-regarded keynote speaker on topics of entrepreneurship and millennial behavior. He's a founder of iSocialFans. We've had him on the show before to talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and technology. And today we're going to talk about a couple of topics. The first one, how do you become a public speaker and somebody that people will pay to have you talk? And also what's going on in the world of social media and entrepreneurship right now? Brian, thanks for taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. You know, it helps. My mom said I came out of the womb talking, so now I get to do what I love. And so I always enjoy coming on shows to talk a little bit more. Well, I'm always in favor of helping moms feel good about kids. But more to the point, you know, you, you say it lightly, you came out of the womb talking. There's a lot more to becoming a successful public speaker or an authority than talking. Everybody talks. There must be something else to it. There is, you know, and part of it's a little bit about, you know, finding your niche or your story and then ultimately figuring out how you can resonate and move the needle. I think, you know, in today's, especially the digital world, lots of shouting, lots of broadcasting. I think the key is figuring out what your message is. And then it's really an art. You know, I study a lot of storytelling. I get to work with a lot of professional speaking industry, different leaders that work on things like, you know, technique on the stage, how to deliver messages that are engaging, how to bring people, uh, you know, on that journey with you. And for for me, I, I kind of got blessed. I actually, when I worked for the Department of Defense uh, early on in my career, they wanted me to speak at the Pentagon. And they said, before you can do that, we're going to send you to training. So I was 25 years old uh, and they sent me to a four day camp on kind of what it was like to kind of deliver a powerful message on stage, make sure that you, you know, kind of understand how to bring people on a journey, but also, you know, make sure you turn you know, things into actionable insights. So I kind of got a, a lucky kickstart early on in my career. And, and now I get to travel the world speaking at large of the largest, you know, events in the world, sharing multiple messages, but ultimately it's, you know, an element of storytelling and hopefully moving the audience to make a decision. Well, so the first key clearly is the ability to communicate well, but it strikes me that just doing that doesn't crack the nut. You also have to have a power base of information or something that makes you an authority. How in this world of attention seeking and all the different places where people get information, how did you manage to develop your, your, your core, this is what I know and this is what I'm good at? You know, ultimately, I, I have to thank social media for that. I started building my community on social media, Twitter, probably more so than anywhere else. And I started sharing my experience nine years in the government. I worked two years at a data center company, and now I work in marketing. And so I have a unique background. And so I started sharing my story and finding out that people were saying, hey, Brian, you changed my life. Brian, my business is no longer the same. I've shifted my thing. And so I started to realize, okay, this resonates, you know, and I also like to say I talk in tweetables, which is, you know, that 140 character of, you know, sound bites. And that's something that's helped as well. And live video, I would say is probably the last piece that has really helped me because when you're able to share a story and do it in a way that, that moves people, you can start to figure out your groove. And I think for me, as I've kind of figured out this game and I, and I am by no far uh, an expert, but I actually love being on stage. It's probably my most Zen, place that I, I can be. And so I get to speak this past week. I spoke at a training learning development conference, the next day a paintball distributor conference, and then 
on Thursday, the Sailing Leadership Forum. And so three completely dynamically different audiences. But for me, it was talking my stories, but putting them in a way that would relate to those unique audience. So it's never the same message, never the same presentation, but ultimately the, the, you know, the, the rapper and the goal for me is to get them to embrace change, press the button or move the needle. Sounds to me that this is an awful lot like being a successful entrepreneur. You have to be incredibly empathetic to understand who you're speaking to and what they want from you. And you have to ultimately be able to speak with authenticity and make sure that people understand that you're coming to them with information that's useful and is free of filter and self-dealing. It's that perfect, and I love that you said that, it's the perfect mix of empathy, you know, authority, but not talking at people, kind of talking with people. One of my favorite compliments when I get off stage, you know, I'd say there's two of them. One of them is say, Brian, you're the same person online as you are offline. And my favorite compliment is someone will say, Brian, I've been thinking those things that you were telling me, but the way that you brought them to light, I'm now ready to go do that. And I think it's not saying, hey, I know more than you. It's ultimately kind of reassuring, kind of bringing them along and getting them to, hey, this is that third party validation that says, I am on the right track. This is something I should do. Well, I'm going to shift gears a little bit on you, but it strikes me. So I was sitting in front of the TV watching the Super Bowl ads. I saw the, the Budweiser, Bud Light, Dilly Dilly ad, and a lot of our listeners will be familiar with it. That, to my mind, is a great example of how these days businesses can really do social media and marketing well. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, I think right now in this crazy digital world, we have more distractions, more information. We have, you know, notifications on our phone. Even watching the Super Bowl, I was getting, you know, between social media ads, I, the HQ trivia game ad popped up. So there's lots of distractions. So capturing someone's attention and then making it memorable or something that's easy to share or kind of recognizable is the is the secret now, right? And so I don't think about it as saying, hey, how do I go viral? But ultimately, how do I tie an important message or any message? I wouldn't say dilly dilly is important, but a, a message to a certain brand, right? And this is that idea of standing out. And it used to be about logos and celebrities. And that's no longer the case because everyone can have a celebrity. Everyone has a logo, you know, YouTubers and everything that's out there. But I think now if you're able to connect something that resonates, right? You know, when you crack a little bottle, it doesn't even matter if you're drinking Bud Light right now. Someone hears that crack, you're like, oh, dilly dilly. And it's, you know, what, what an interesting piece. And I think Budweiser has figured that out previously with, you know, they have the Clydesdales and then the, the what's up. You know, I remember that in high school being a, you know, I, you know, I didn't drink beer at the time. My mom and dad might be listening. Um, but, I, you know, I, I remember I had a hat that said, what's up? And that was part of what Budweiser has done great. And I think it is an attention uh, game today. And the fact they're able to link that to something and then kind of tie it through their, their commercials is pretty gold. Last thing before I let you go, if you don't mind. Recently, you wrote a blog talking about this is a great time to be an entrepreneur. It's a lousy time to be an entrepreneur. What do you mean by that? So, you know, entrepreneurship, I think, is is blowing up right now. It's something that I believe everyone kind of sees because of the, the world we live in. You know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and you could really only, the only people that, you know, in Pens Pittsburgh that know anything outside of that area is you go on vacation to, you know, to the shore, and then you come back to Pittsburgh. But today, you're able to see the world. So entrepreneurship has this fun, viral aspect of it. But oftentimes, we only see the highlights, right? We, we hear about these great success stories, but 
But in the entrepreneurship, you know, I've I talk about for me, I've had to master the pivot, right? Pivoting my business. I I don't fail. I pivot. I pivot to different things. I pivot my services. And in this world we're at today, it's powerful because anyone can tell their story and anyone can work for themselves. But at the same time, it's frustrating because you know you feel like you only see the highlight reel. Sometimes it looks easier than it is. And I've made the argument many times that I don't believe everyone should be an entrepreneur. I don't think entrepreneurship's for everyone. But you really don't know until you try it. So I, I think it's a great time to, to jump in and do it. But at the same time, it's a little bit overwhelming because you, you do feel like everyone else is successful or everyone's claiming to be successful. Um, and it's it's a struggle. I think entrepreneurship, without question, I did nine years in enterprise, two years in a startup. Entrepreneurship's been the hardest thing I've had to do, hands down. So Nick Foles, who just won the Super Bowl, was asked uh, what the secret to his success was. And he said, the secret to my success is all the times I fail that you don't see. And I thought that really did encapsulate it. Everybody's shouting so much about how they're killing it. And what's lost is the reality of entrepreneurship is grinding it out on a daily basis. That's for sure. You know, I think we're moving towards, you know, one of the things that I talk about on stage a lot is relatability. I actually say relatability is the future of marketing because we, we I, I learned golf because my dad told me business was done on the golf course. But the reason that it's put on the golf course is because you talk about personal things. You talk about your life. You kind of relate with people. And in this world of entrepreneurship now, one of the things that I really stress is the importance of sharing your vulnerabilities. So we used to only talk about our high sides on online. I believe moving forward, people that talk about things they struggle with things the good and the bad will bring people along on that journey I, I talk a, you know I was diagnosed ADHD at 31 years old I talk about that on stage very openly and for me people come up to me crying and saying Brian I need to get my son just to listen to you because he's struggling for that or hey I have a I suffer for something else and I've always wanted like a scarlet letter thank you for empowering that and I do believe our vulnerabilities are what's going to stand out moving forward I think that's an exciting time well I really enjoyed speaking with you Brian and I hope everybody listened and enjoyed it as much as I did. Brian Fanzo, he is a keynote speaker, an expert on how the culture of millennial behavior is driving what we're doing and founder of iSocial Fans. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. And a huge thank you to our sponsor, the Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation's business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at, at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.